This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 29th of January. In your Squeeze today, extremism in Australia, Germany's vaccine warning for those aged over 65, Labor does some shuffling, and the best butter knife in the world. This is your Squeeze today. Starting in Halls Gap today, Clare, a picturesque town at the edge of the Grampians National Park in Victoria. The reason it's making news, though, is a little more sombre. Reports yesterday that more than 40 men were gathered in the area over the Australia Day long weekend, with locals reporting racist chanting and the men raising their arms in Nazi salutes. Police were called by locals. The men, though, were said not to be breaking any laws. It's believed they're members of the National Socialist Network. It's a white supremacist group. It has members across the country and they believe in Australia for the white man. They have a very anti-Semitic agenda. It's, of course, drawn quite a bit of attention in Victoria. This week on Wednesday, it was the Holocaust Memorial Day. Josh Frydenberg, our treasurer, who is Jewish, Uh, talked about that and talked about anti-Semitism being on the rise. It's something that's backed up by our intelligence agencies. They say that right-wing extremism in Australia really is surging and it's something to keep a very close eye on. Yeah, it's certainly becoming more of a problem, though not a problem that's limited to Australia. There's been a rise in right-wing extremism in many Western democracies around the world. Yeah, and yesterday the US Department of Homeland Security issued quite a rare public terror alert. It pointed to the violence at the Capitol at the start of the month and said that there's the increased risk of violent domestic extremists uh, causing problems in the US. So that's something for locals to be aware of in the US. Also yesterday, a 16-year-old boy in Singapore was detained because he was allegedly planning a Christchurch-like attack on a mosque to kill Muslim worshippers. It's certainly an issue that will get quite a bit of attention, it seems, this year. A few updates on the coronavirus front. We have extended the suspension of the travel arrangement with New Zealand until Sunday, Claire. Health officials here in Australia say they're still assessing the extent of the problem in New Zealand after three people tested positive to that highly contagious South African strain of the virus earlier this week. Looking within the country, though, and the border between New South Wales and Queensland will open to all New South Wales residents from Monday. Yeah, some real progress on that front this week. Also in Victoria from today and South Australia from Sunday, there's going to be the removal of travel restrictions from Sydney travellers. So that's good news. Uh, Meanwhile, on the quarantine front, those international tennis players have started to come out of quarantine. They've started to wrap up their two week stints there. The Australian Open, of course, kicking off on the 8th of February. A bit of tennis on this weekend also. We'll talk about that later in the podcast. Still on COVID though, Claire, and on the vaccine front, news overnight that Germany's vaccine regulator has recommended the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine only be given to people younger than 65 years old. Australia, Claire, has pre-bought over 53 million doses of that vaccine. 
Yeah, and it's slated to get uh, approval from our regulator next week. Uh, Of course, what our government has been saying is that it needed to go through that regulation process for these reasons. Why Germany has done that is they say that there's a lack of trial data. It, of course, is the main vaccine that Australia has bought and the plan is to roll it out to older Australians and frontline workers. So there might be some questions to answer on that front today. Yeah, German officials were keen to point out that the vaccine wasn't unsafe. It was just that more information was needed. Millions of elderly residents in the UK have already been given that vaccine. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said he did not agree with Germany's decision. Ahead of Parliament kicking off next week here in Australia, Claire, Opposition Leader Anthony Albanese announced a front bench reshuffle. The biggest change, which was predicted yesterday, is the handover of the party's climate change and energy portfolios. From Mark Butler to Chris Bowen, you better tell us why that's relevant. Yeah, you sort of need to get your political bearings on that one. So Labor Leader Anthony Albanese comes from the left faction. Mark Butler comes from the left faction as well, whereas Chris Bowen comes from the right aligned faction. So what it signals is that putting climate change in the hands of a right winger as compared to a left winger means that they're trying to really appeal to their sort of traditional roots, which includes mining workers. And as we mentioned yesterday, this might be all happening because there could well be a federal election this year. That could happen as early as July or as late as March next year. To the US Stock Exchange now, Claire, and there's something funny going on when a chain of shops that sells games, consoles and other electronics surges by 1,915% in one month. (laughs) It's quite a rise, isn't it? Uh, Quite a rise. It's funny, but it's also concerning to regulators, uh, the White House and the big investment houses. Uh, What has happened is that GameStop, which is a bricks and mortar retail that sells electronic games and the like, uh, has had that big jump in value as some young tech savvy investors uh, have got online. They've got on a social news aggregator called Reddit and they've really pumped up uh, the game stops share price that has seen some of the big investment houses including a lot of hedge funds lose out quite a bit because they had uh, bought short positions on game stock what that means is they've bet on its share price to fall which is what is expected because GameStop isn't doing well at all when it comes to its actual business performance. But what analysts are saying is that really it's just about a group of young degenerates having a bit of fun, uh, generating a fight and trying to rob the rich to give to the millennial poor. It's a David Goliath whole thing again. And I think it's time to watch The Big Short again to wrap your head around all of this. I think I need Margot Robbie in a bath to explain this one. (laughs) It's a great movie, that one. It is a good movie. Talking automotives now, and for the first time in five years, Toyota has beaten Volkswagen to regain the title of the top-selling car manufacturer. And that's significant because really it comes down to COVID again. Japan's Toyota has fared slightly better than competitors based in Europe and the US. Uh, Toyota's sales dropped though. Nonetheless, they sold about 9.5 million vehicles in 2020. Volkswagen experienced though a 15.2% drop in sales, uh, selling about 9.3 million cars. So yeah, that sector certainly is suffering like so many in the pandemic. Yeah, 
On the other hand, electric cars are not doing too badly. Tesla posting its first annual profit this week. To put it in perspective, in the last year, the company's value soared to around US $800 billion, more than many of the biggest car manufacturers combined. And Claire, before we finish up for a Friday, my challenge to you is to describe the best butter knife in the world. Apparently, you were gifted it for Christmas. You've been raving. You've got the floor. (laughs) So it's a knife, but it's got like these holes on the edge. So what it means is you can drag it across the top of your butter block as it comes cold out of the fridge and it sort of breaks the butter up into these long strings. And that means that you can then put it on your toast without any issues of breaking your toast up. The description says designed and tested by a group of self-proclaimed butter enthusiasts. I know a lot of those. I'm one of those myself. It looks pretty awesome. I wonder how you get that official title. I'd like to be one of those. I've just given it to you. You're done. Oh, thanks. Excellent. (laughs) I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes as well if you are a butter enthusiast who wants the best butter knife in the world. That's nearly all from us, Claire. A quick squeeze the day. Christian Bale and Olivia Coleman's birthday tomorrow. They're born in the same year, 1974. Oh, which is a great year, same year as I was born. So there oh. you go. <laughs> it's not your birthday tomorrow, though. It really isn't, no. <laughs> uh, for me, I've got an eye on the tennis, Kate, on Sunday. Yeah. The Melbourne Summer Series begins. It's sort of the first formal event uh, in the lead-up to the Australian Open. What it's doing is bringing together some tournaments at that Melbourne park. And we've got Ash Barty, we've got Nick Kyrgios. It all really kicks off as we head to the Australian Open. Simona, how? by the looks of things here we go bring on the tennis that's all from us today enjoy your weekend and we'll be back on monday This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.